Coming up on InfoSexSync, a mobile communications giant becomes the target of a massive data breach. Also ahead, Morse code was used in an attack against the world's largest software-as-a-service platform. Plus, SIM swapping. Two men land themselves in hot water with the law after getting caught trying to steal cryptocurrency using cell phones. We've got those stories and more, so get ready to get in sync with InfoSexSync. You're watching the InfoSec Sync Weekly News with Nick Thomas and news anchor Layla Gulen, sponsored by Axelio. Threat detection and response done right. Axelio. Welcome to the InfoSec Sync Weekly News for week ending August 20th, 2021. I'm Layla Gulen with your host, Nick Thomas. Good to see you there, Nick. Good to see you, Layla. How are you? Doing great. Busy week again. Yeah, busy again. I, does it, I think it gets busier, doesn't it? I think there's a lot of nefarious actors out there, so we always have cyber news, right? Always got our hands full. And why don't we start with this one? Personal details belonging to more than 8.5 million T-Mobile customers has been breached. Investigators say an additional 40 million credit application records have also been compromised. However, the telecommunications giant, which recently merged with Sprint, says no phone numbers, account numbers, pins, passwords, or financial information were compromised. The customer's first and last names, date of birth, social security numbers, and driver's license ID information was accessed. The warning follows another breach related to its parent company, Germany's Deutsche Telekom. T-Mobile says it will be contacting all affected individuals and offering them a prepaid two-year subscription to McAfee's ID theft protection service. In addition to those customers, some 850,000 prepaid customers were exposed. Information such as names, phone numbers, and account pins were stolen. Once T-Mobile began investigating the breach, they hired third-party digital forensic investigators and have alerted law enforcement. Uh, so curious, Nick, with this McAfee protection, if it's offered after the fact, does this really truly offer protection to the customers whose data was stolen or what, what happens at this point? Yeah, it's a little too late, isn't it? Um, they already got your social security number. If you, if you use that to get the account, your phone numbers, uh, passwords, address, things like that, um, it, it's, a good, it's a good deal that they did get you some sort of protection, but... It's a little too late. Uh, the protection will help you in the future, but not for this breach. No. So if you are a T-Mobile uh, user, I would suggest you call them and have everything changed on your account, including your password. Uh, I do believe they uh, got a hold of your, your PIN, which authenticates you as well. So make sure you change that as well. All right, good advice there, Nick. Well, more to come after the break. It's being called the king of all vulnerability exploitation. We'll be right back. Are you concerned the next news headline on a security breach includes your company name? In a recent IBM cyber report, 51% of all interviewed organizations reported a significant business disruption during the past two years due to a cybersecurity incident. While organizations using 50-plus security tools rank themselves lower in their ability to detect and respond to an attack, with the average security operation team using 70 tools. If more tools and data are not the answer, what can you do? Excelio works with you to optimize a threat detection and response solution to fit your environment to prevent tool and data overload. We leverage and optimize your existing infrastructure enhanced with the Excelio platform as necessary, utilizing open source solutions where applicable. 
and we work closely with you to deploy, configure, document, and educate your team. Accelio, let's create the right security solution for your environment. Morse code was one of the tools used in a year-long phishing campaign designed to harvest the credentials of Office 365 users. The attackers deployed a variety of techniques to create realistic-looking phishing emails that appear to resemble invoices with a Microsoft Excel HTML spreadsheet attached. If a user opened one of these malicious attachments, the group behind the attack could harvest their Office 365 credentials, as well as other details, such as the device's specific IP address and location. As for the Morse code, Microsoft researchers found that the encoding technique had changed to incorporate Morse code dots and dashes as a way to hide the encryption. Morse code, that's an old communications technology. Is it a clever use? of this or has this been done before? I don't think that's ever been done before in this aspect. Uh, this uh, steganography that you're, they're using was was really good, but um, the Microsoft researchers, they have extensive defense for their Microsoft 365 online and office suite, so it's easily found by their security team. So kudos to Microsoft for finding that and protecting the customers because yeah. that's what they pay for. Absolutely. Well, from rental contracts to employment applications, we've all come across DocuSign, the document and online signature platform. Well, phishing scammers are now signing up for free accounts with the cloud-based service and compromising the accounts of others as a way to trick email recipients into clicking on malicious links. Prospective victims of the scam receive an invitation to click a link in order to view a document in their browser and then sign it. DocuSign normally converts these documents into static PDFs, thus preventing the user from mistakenly enabling a malicious macro. However, these PDF files still have viable hypertext links that, if clicked, could deliver a malicious document or direct a user to a phishing page. Moreover, cybercriminals can hide the true nature of links and downloaded malicious files through sophisticated obfuscation techniques. It appears this is the first such phishing campaign to abuse authentic and legitimate DocuSign accounts. Well, $15 million, that's what phishing attacks cost large U.S. organizations annually, a huge jump since 2015. The research looked at the various costs of a phishing attack, including the costs associated with fixing infected systems, loss of employee productivity, and containing phishing-based credential compromises. Meanwhile, ransomware cost companies nearly $6 million dollars, Cleaning and fixing infected systems and conducting forensic investigations were the most time-consuming tasks to resolve the attacks. As many organizations deal with having remote and hybrid workforces, successful phishing attacks are expected to increase. At least nine security fixes for Google's Chrome web browser have been announced. These high-severity vulnerabilities were identified by a researcher last month and include two type confusion issues in the V8 JavaScript engine. The type confusion bugs can typically be exploited by luring the targeted user to a malicious website, allowing the attacker to achieve arbitrary code execution in the render process. The researcher who made the discovery took home a cool $21,000 for each of the security flaws. 
Google also paid $20,000 in bug bounties for each of the issues. Google patched more than a half dozen actively exploited zero-day vulnerabilities in Chrome, along with security flaws that could be exploited through malicious extensions, but also announced a series of overall security and privacy improvements in the browser. What exactly, Nick, is type confusion? So first off, the V8 is... um, uh Google Chrome's uh, component that's responsible for processing the uh, the JavaScript code, and the type confusion is a malicious applet that creates two uh, pointers go into the same object in memory, and when that happens, it gets it gets confused and just crashes. So they're able to uh, take control. Mm. That was a pretty nice payday for that researcher. And the cyber world needs more good guys like the last one we just heard about and the way for people to gather important cyber information. Well, Central Online Repository for All Things InfoSec is now available. The brand new cybersecurity education and career resource library was just launched as part of an effort to expose more individuals and private organizations to blog posts, webcasts, higher education program guides, job training information, internships, and more. The National Cybersecurity Alliance, with financial help from Palo Alto Networks, hopes that the platform will generate new talent, particularly among women, minorities, and veterans, as well as professionals who want to change careers. And I'm sure this makes you very happy, Nick. Absolutely. We need all the help we can um, uh, fighting off the bad guys, DOD, or in the civilian world. So we're going to leave that link in our show notes, and you can also follow it down here. Excellent. Well, it turns out AMD's Secure Encrypted Virtualization, or SEV, scheme is not as secure as its name suggests. A voltage glitching attack has revealed AMD's SEV technology may not provide proper protection for confidential data in cloud environments. The research was conducted by a team from the Technical University of Berlin. AMD CPUs vulnerable to voltage glitching present in the company's EPYC processors is designed to protect virtual machines and the data they store against insider threats with elevated privileges. However, researchers show that an attacker who was who has physical access to the targeted system can gain access to SEV-protected VM memory content by launching a voltage fault injection attack on SP in order to work as intended. Integrated circuits need to operate within specific temperature, clock stability, electromagnetic field, and supply voltage ranges. Purposefully manipulating one of these parameters is called a glitching attack. Such attacks require physical access to the chip, but they can be useful for obtaining sensitive information, bypassing security checks, or achieving arbitrary code execution. While this is not the first research project focusing on voltage glitching attacks, this is the first attack affecting all AMD EPYC CPUs. That is an alphabet soup, Nick. What are your thoughts on this? So, um, yes, you need physical access to the chip, but also this could be some sort of supply chain attack in the uh, supply chain coming from a nefarious actor making bad chips just for this. Who knows? We'll find out more as the story uh, goes on. But we definitely need to watch out for that and keep track on the AMD website as to any updates or upgrades available, if Mm -hmm. you have that. Mm -hmm. 
A new wave of attacks targeting Mac's OS software has apparently been slipping by Apple's on-device malware scanner. The malware, known as AdLoad, infects the Mac OS adware family and has evolved to leverage around 150 unique samples in the wild just this year. AdLoad is one of several widespread adware and bundleware loaders targeting Mac OS since at least 2017. It's capable of backdooring an affected system to download and install adware or PUPs, or potentially unwanted programs, as well as amass and transmit information about victim machines. The 2021 version latches onto persistence and executable names that use a different file extension pattern like .system or .service. This enables the malware to get around additional security protections incorporated by Apple, ultimately resulting in the installation of a persistence agent, thereby triggering an attack chain to deploy malicious droppers that masquerade as a fake player.app to install malware. AdLoad particularly affects Mac users who rely solely on Apple's built-in security control XProtect for malware detection. And I thought, Nick, that Apple was supposed to be airtight. Ah, uh, well, you know, they're, they're airtight as, as much as they can be. It's the fact that uh, PCs, you know, came up first, so everyone attacked PCs. Now people are starting to go after Apple. So as you notice, if you rely uh, specifically just on the Apple, but if you have additional software protecting you uh, for adware or uh, something like Norton or McAfee in addition. So you would probably be covered by that. So um, it's probably going to be updated automatically. So look out for that and make sure you get updated. All right. Millions of IoT devices are shown to have a critical vulnerability to remote attacks. Researchers at FireEye's Mandiant Threat Intelligence and Incident Response Unit found the flaw in a core component of the Calais Cloud platform. This platform is offered by Taiwan-based ThruTech, which provides IoT and M2M solutions for surveillance, security, smart home, cloud storage, and consumer electronic systems. Since many of the impacted devices are video surveillance products, this includes IP cameras, baby monitors, and digital video recorders, exploiting the vulnerability could allow an attacker to intercept live audio and video data. While the attacker can't obtain the Calais unique identifier through brute forcing, they can obtain the UID using social engineering and other methods. One of those methods includes using a public network such as an airport Wi-Fi to capture and decode a victim connecting to their Calais device to obtain the victim's UID. ThruTech has released SDK updates that address the vulnerability. In addition, the company has advised customers to enable auth-key and DTLS to reduce the risks of attacks. IT and communication companies in Israel were the center of a supply chain attack campaign spearheaded by an Iranian threat actor. The attacks have been linked to a hacker group called Siamese Kitten, a.k.a. Lysium, or Hexane, and involved impersonating mostly oil, gas, and telecom firms and their HR personnel to target victims with fake job offers in an attempt to penetrate their computers and gain access to the company's clients. The attack chain culminates in the installation of the C++-based Milan backdoor. A July 2021 attacks against Israeli companies are also notable for the fact that the threat actor replaced Milan with a new implant called Shark that's written in .NET. 
Experts believe the hackers focus on it on IT and communication companies in order to facilitate supply chain attacks on their clients. It's being called the king of vulnerability exploitation. A botnet crypto miner called Holeswarm has compromised more than a thousand clouds since June, leveraging more than 20 known vulnerabilities in Linux and Windows servers. Researchers say the Holeswarm crypto miner malware, along with its rapid evolution, indicates a threat group just getting their criminal hacking enterprise off the ground. Crypto miners audit endless strings of blockchain in return for the promise they might eventually be rewarded with cryptocurrency. This sort of thing only is profitable if there are many machines counting many strings of blockchain. Crypto miner malware takes over a victim system and puts it to work as part of a more widespread criminal effort to mine Monero at scale using someone else's resources. Researchers warn that both government and enterprise should mitigate known vulnerabilities as soon as possible to prevent a holes warm attack. So I thought that blockchain, Nick, was supposed to be impervious to attack, but it turns out that this is actually not something that was actually being penetrated. So blockchain actually is... uh has the ability to be attacked uh, and the reason is right now is because it, uh, blockchain is hot so people are going after that uh, for money right so so when money is involved people will figure it out yeah people will figure it out <laughs> all right well it's time for a break when we return the fbi's most wanted terrorist list exposed we'll be right back infosec sync is brought to you by excelio excelio provides economic end-to-end cybersecurity threat detection and response solutions designed for your team, environment, and security objectives, providing packet-level visibility across your network. Visit them on the web at Excelio.com. That's A-X-E-L-L-I-O.com. Microsoft got the green light to launch the blue. Azure Government Top Secret is a new service being offered to its military and intelligence customers. At least 60 initial services have been launched, with more coming soon. The new air-gapped regions of Azure aim to accelerate the delivery of national security workloads classified as the U.S. top secret level. Microsoft already has 73 services in Azure Government Secret, and it continues to bring new services online. Call it an infestation. Handset maker BlackBerry is busy squashing bugs in its QNX real-time operating system used in cars and medical devices. The Cybersecurity Infrastructure and Security Agency and BlackBerry are warning that threat actors can take over or launch denial-of-service attacks on devices and critical infrastructure by exploiting what are called bad alec bugs tied to BlackBerry's QNX operating system. QNX is a real-time OS used in embedded systems such as automobiles, medical devices, and handsets. BlackBerry acquired the, uh, acquired the OS in 2010 when it bought quantum software systems, industries, and devices using the affected QNX OS include aerospace and defense, heavy machinery, rail, robotics, industrial controls, and medical devices. Organizations are advised to immediately update to the latest version of the technology and apply mitigations. So if used in a nefarious way, Nick, it sounds like it could be a complete disaster. 
Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, this is very scary. So they need to uh, secure that as soon as they can. Um, the medical devices, rail, cars, um, got to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the most comprehensive troves of terrorist-related information was left exposed by the FBI. A researcher discovered a data cache from the FBI's terrorist screening center, which was left online without a password or authentication requirement. The watch list includes nearly two million records, which were available online without any security protections. The data remained exposed for three more weeks, even after the Department of Homeland Security was informed about it. The data included a no-fly list of individuals that the federal government considers dangerous or capable of terrorist activity who should not be allowed to board a commercial airliner. Terrorist identification included the full name, citizenship, gender, date of birth, passport number, no-fly indicator, and other information. Access by an unauthorized person could be potentially detrimental for those on the list who are suspected of terrorism but have not necessarily been charged in a crime. More than 600 vulnerabilities affecting industrial control system products were disclosed in the first half of 2021, a huge jump from last year. More than 70% of the vulnerabilities have been assigned critical or high severity ratings. More than half of the flaws can be exploited remotely, and 65% of them can be leveraged for denial of service attacks, which can have a more significant impact in the case of ICS compared to IT systems. The top three affected vendors are Siemens, Schneider Electric, and Rockwell Automation. Fortinet's OS command injection bug is getting patched. If compromised, the web application firewall platform known as FortiWeb could allow privilege escalation and full device takeover. FortiWeb is a cybersecurity defense platform aimed at protecting business-critical web applications from attacks that target known and unknown vulnerabilities. The high-severity bug exists in FortiWeb's management interface and can allow a remote, authenticated attacker to execute arbitrary commands on the system via the SAML server configuration page. Once attackers are authenticated, they can smuggle commands using back ticks in the name field of the SAML server configuration page. These commands are then executed as the root user of the underlying operating system. Fortinet is no stranger to cybersecurity bugs. Earlier this year, the FBI and the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency warned that various advanced persistent threats we're actively exploiting three security vulnerabilities in the Fortinet SSL VPN for espionage. So what are your thoughts on this one, Nick? It sounds like uh, Fortinet's been under attack for uh, a, a little bit, you know. Um, we just got to get that under control and, and patch that up. So make sure if you're using the Fortinet firewall, which is really great, please make sure to update that. All right. Well, it's time for a break. We'll be right back. Are you concerned the next news headline on a security breach includes your company name? In a recent IBM cyber report, 51% of all interviewed organizations reported a significant business disruption during the past two years due to a cybersecurity incident. While organizations using 50-plus security tools rank themselves lower in their ability to detect and respond to an attack, with the average security operation team using 70 tools. If more tools and data are not the answer, what can you do? Excelio works with you to optimize a threat detection and response solution to fit your environment to prevent tool and data overload. 
We leverage and optimize your existing infrastructure, enhanced with the Excelio platform as necessary, utilizing open source solutions where applicable. And we work closely with you to deploy, configure, document, and educate your team. Excelio, let's create the right security solution for your environment. Cybersecurity experts have unearthed critical security flaws in real tech chips that affect more than 65 hardware vendors and several wireless devices. Several well-known manufacturers, including Belkin, Logitech, and Netgear, are affected by the flaws discovered in real tech chipsets. Real tech chipsets are used in residential gateways, travel routers, Wi-Fi repeaters, IP cameras to smart lighting gateways, and many more. Researchers say manufacturers using vulnerable Wi-Fi modules are strongly encouraged to check their devices and provide security patches to their users. Knock, knock. Hackers gained access to U.S. Census Bureau computer servers last year, according to a watchdog report. Firewalls did stop the attackers' attempts to maintain access to the system through a back door, but there were unauthorized changes, including the creation of user accounts. According to the Office of Inspector General, the Census Bureau missed opportunities to limit its vulnerability to the attack and didn't discover and report the attack in a timely manner. The statistical agency also failed to keep sufficient system logs. The servers were not involved in the 2020 census. If you or your personal information are somehow associated with the Colonial Pipeline, you better check your mailbox. Letters have been sent out to more than 5,000 people informing them that their personal information was compromised in this year's infamous ransomware attack. The May attack involved the dark side ransomware and resulted in the Georgia-based company to temporarily shut down operations, paying an initial $5 million to the attackers to recover stolen information. The compromised information includes names, birth dates, contact information, driver's license information, social security numbers, government-issued ID, such as military ID and tax ID, as well as health-related information, health insurance information as well. And data belonging to more than a half million patients was accessed and exfiltrated back in May, making it the eighth largest reported breach of the healthcare sector so far this year. The attack targeted the University of New Mexico system network and went undetected for two months. Impacted files contained patients' names, contact details, dates of birth, medical records and patient identification numbers, health insurance, and more. The compromised data also included social security numbers for some of those patients. And Ohio provider Memorial Health Systems recently suffered a cyber attack, which led to emergency care diversion and the cancellation of urgent surgeries. The Hive ransomware group has since claimed the attack. Hackers are increasingly spending long periods of dwell time on victims' networks, prior to deploying ransomware. During that time, the actors will typically move across the network through connected systems and devices and gather sensitive data. So, so what are they doing, Nick? They're, they're looking at the information before 
anyone is really alerted to their being present, it sounds really dangerous for victims. Yeah, it's very dangerous for their, uh, the victims. You know, their patient's health is literally on the line here. So what they're doing, they're going in the system, and before they're encrypting or putting any ransomware in there, they're looking around to see what uh, jewels they have to, uh, to either blackmail or, or utilize the uh, owner of the data. So they're they're looking for gold is what they're looking for. So uh, the healthcare system has been getting hit very bad recently. So we need all the cybersecurity help we can get in that area. Well, speaking of going for gold, finally, a Massachusetts man faces 20 years in prison after pleading guilty to federal charges. He used SIM swapping and other account takeover techniques to target business executives and steal more than a half million dollars worth of cryptocurrency. The 21-year-old and another man targeted 10 executives who worked for blockchain companies and cryptocurrency exchanges or who published guides and advice about virtual currencies and digital wallets. SIM swapping occurs when someone contacts your wireless carrier and is able to convince the call center employee that they are you while using your personal data. The scammer then tricks the call center employee into switching the SIM card linked to your phone number and replace it with a SIM card in their possession. A SIM card can be found inside your phone and it's a small plastic chip that tells your device which cellular network to connect to and which phone number to use. Once the men successfully accessed the phones, they allegedly began taking over email and social media accounts and hacked into a victim's Coinbase account attempting to steal $200,000 in virtual currency. It's just amazing how people can figure these things out, Nick, by stealing SIM cards. Yeah, and you know, social engineering will get them every time. So they were able to do that attack and gain access. So crazy stuff. Unbelievable. All right, any final thoughts on this week's news? So much to go through today. <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy week. Uh, uh, just stay tuned. Uh, we've got some more coming up next week. We certainly do, and, uh, and we'll be giving that number for people who are interested in your line of work. Right. We, we need more Nicks. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, well, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for watching. On behalf of Nick and myself, you're now in sync with InfoSec Sync. We'll see you again next week. Are you concerned the next news headline on a security breach includes your company name? In a recent IBM Cyber Report, 51% of all interviewed organizations reported a significant business disruption during the past two years due to a cybersecurity incident. While organizations using 50-plus security tools rank themselves lower in their ability to detect and respond to an attack, with the average security operation team using 70 tools. If more tools and data are not the answer, what can you do? Excelio works with you to optimize a threat detection and response solution to fit your environment to prevent tool and data overload. We leverage and optimize your existing infrastructure enhanced with the Excelio platform as necessary, utilizing open source solutions where applicable. And we work closely with you to deploy, configure, document, and educate your team. Excelio, let's create the right security solution for your environment.